Hello and welcome to Things You Can't Ask Your Mum. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Lizzie. And we are so excited to be here the week before our book comes out. Our actual (laughs) book, Things You Can't Ask Your Mum by Lizzie Hadfield and Lindsay Holland, which is mental. I know, we did it. Lizzie and I have got our first ever, ever copies of the book and received them separately and both burst into tears when they arrived. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. like the standard reaction, really, isn't it? It is, yeah, really. Just loads of tears, loads of emotion. Waterworks on. <laughs> yeah, fully engaged. It is so overwhelming, though, holding it, isn't it? Yeah, After ridiculous. all of that work. Yeah, I've got ten copies, and I'm, I'm telling you now, they will be displayed around my house at every <laughs> corner. Every corner. Who needs ten copies of their own book? Me, I do. I might sign one to me from me and put a note in it for me. Why don't I sign one from me to you? (laughs) That is an even better idea, you know. (laughs) All selfish legs over there. (laughs) Lizzie, well done. Love from Lizzie. (laughs) Yeah. I am so proud of you, girl. Smashing it. Treat yourself to something. (laughs) Oh, stop. No, you don't need any. You don't need any flipping advice to treat yourself, honey. Right. And also, we want to tell you that as always, we are really proud to be supported by Entail. And they've got a really amazing new feature that we are both really excited about. And it's called Collections. And it allows you to save and share your favourite podcast shows, uh, episodes and snippets all in one place. And you can even follow each other's collections as well. Um, so we've put our collection together for you. And if you search for things you can't ask your mum best bits and hit follow, you will be in. You'll be in our collection. <laughs> You'll be Welcome. in our collection. Consider you yourself will, yes. collected. Yes. So, yes, go and head over to find out that new little um, feature that they've got over on Entail. It's very exciting. Very good one. And so, into Here the we episode, go. we delve. Into <clears throat> we go. We're going to talk about the process of writing the book mm-hmm. in this episode. Please don't uh, turn off now. It's not going to be boring, we promise. No, it's not. Because we're also sort of going to talk about it in... Obviously, the book's very personal. And in doing a project like that, at the time, it's quite difficult. So we'll talk about yeah. that. It's quite like an emotional rigmarole, isn't it? Mm, a body of work. <laughs> it really is. And then also, because we started writing it... How long ago will it be? Like two years ago now or something? Do you know, I can't remember dates. I'm not good at logic or anything to do with memories well we'd started doing it as i was going through my breakup so that oh, we did because yeah. i remember writing about heartbreak then oh yeah because and we i was sorry go on. in october and we wrote a lot yeah. then was but that 2018 or 2019 then that was 2019 okay. october 2019 mm-hmm. so 18 a bit over 18 months ago and obviously, because of coronavirus as well, so much has changed in the world since then. But having like that, the whole process of like reflecting on it as you're writing it, firstly was like being beaten up at certain points Jesus emotionally. Christ, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I boxed my ears in. And then having it to reflect on, even though it's our own personal experiences, I found it so reassuring to be like, oh, <laughs> you got through that bit, you were okay. Remembering yes. how you felt when you were writing that at that certain point. Exactly right. And it is, it's like... Because life moves so quickly, you often forget the triumphs that you've had and you often yeah. forget the way that you have navigated grief, heartbreak, loss, difficult scenarios. And you, you, you move on to the next one yeah. and you don't give yourself enough credit for being able to be strong enough to, to deal with all of that. And then, you know, your next heartbreak or your next moment of grief comes along and you're like, I can't do this. This is absolutely horrendous. Yeah. But you can. It's we will so always true. come out the other side and you must give yourself credit for that. 
Yeah. And like going back to what I was saying, how when we started writing it, it was heartbroken at the time mm. going through that breakup. Obviously, there was many tears when we were in LA. And I feel like that's when we first got the bulk of it written. And I also remember sitting in a coffee shop. That in itself feels really weird now because we haven't done that in so long. No. Sitting and working in a coffee shop on Old Bethnal Green Road, crying. I need to stop crying in public. Crying. <laughs> it's your, it's your uh, signature. You can't stop crying in public. Coffee shops, pretz and things like that. Just yeah. get me. Just turn me to my knees. <laughs> crying writing about it and that wasn't like the brink of feeling better and also so like desperately wondering like what would happen with me and this person would we be friends where would we get to in the future and obviously hindsight's a wonderful thing and all we ever want is a crystal ball for certain things Mm. but knowing like what's gone between now and then like other experiences that I've had and how much happier I am and that me and this person are in perfectly good terms and are friends and everything's just fine and kind of the best you could hope from a breakup really or obviously a lot of time went in between it had you been able to tell me that then it would have soothed me so 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 much and I would never have guessed that was going to be where I would end up yeah and that's such a nice feeling yeah and we also I think a lot of this realization for us both about reflecting on how far we've actually come and using our own flipping advice for the current scenarios we're both navigating at the moment is when we recorded the audiobook and we literally had to read it out word for word and be like flipping fuck yeah yeah Yeah. how have i navigated all of that and it's raw it all still feels raw but yeah we're in a different place like it still hurts to think about it. it still is emotional to read it out loud of course it is because it's a time in your life that has shaped who you are now yeah absolutely and I think what I what I think feels so nice about it is that obviously I'm in my late 20s you're in your early 30s and respectively so much has changed for us but in that time as well but like we said every that book is still like a warm hug even for us to hold on to but just knowing like how many u-turns your life takes and that happens at any point like like I said when I was writing stuff about heartbreak and all those other things a part of you then feels like right I've got this I know where I'm at and then some other life experience comes along and changes so much and teaches you so much more and the whole point of the book was that we want it to just be like a companion and a guardian through all those twists and turns but also knowing that we're still on that path and so much is changing all the time and it never stops and you never stop learning and you also never stop reflecting on things no absolutely not and I think the pair of us could write another book with the things that have happened since then as well. Yeah. Like the new, new lessons and new learnings and new experiences. And even the process of writing the book still blows my mind. I remember that it was in, I think, we broke the back of a lot of it in America, didn't we? When we went yeah. um, travelling, that travelling, when we went on <laughs> holiday. We didn't go travelling at all. We stayed in, stayed one, in place, one hotel. <laughs> one place, one hotel, no backpacks. There were no, not a backpack in sight. <laughs> Anyway, so I... Three suitcases that all were overweight, probably. Yeah, they were. Those heavy tags on when we got off the other end. How long are you staying for? A week? What? (laughs) (laughs) So I did the next bulk of, like, the separate parts. Once we'd done, like, we did the draft, the, um, the... What's it called? Not the draft. Draft? No. Proposal. Proposal. (laughs) There we go. That's a word. We promise we have done this. Honestly, yeah, we have. There's been no ghostwriting involved. (laughs) Yeah, so we did the proposal of the bulk of it together because we had to do so much of it together. And then we kind of had to go our separate ways to do like each chapter to give our own opinion, thoughts, feelings, experiences of all of these things that we've navigated. And so I had 
a series of incredibly long flights to and from Australia and New Zealand. And so I just sat there and it was at the height of when the coronavirus pandemic had started. And I was obviously petrified trying to change my flight every three seconds um, and couldn't. Do you know when you cried on the phone to BA? (laughs) Stop it. Honestly, I, I bet I made that poor woman's day. I was just like, I just, I just, I just need to get home. I just, I can't, no, I just can't be flying through China. Wasn't that one because you thought you'd messed your flight booking up or something? And you, yeah, that was the first time no. around. Yeah, yeah, because I, yeah. So, a long story short, I'd saved up so much money ahead of this trip to Australia to see my friend to make sure that I could fly business because I'm really fucking cranky when I'm tired. And I thought I'm going to really suffer with jet lag. Maybe if I get like a half bed, I can sleep. It worked, by the way. Couldn't recommend it enough, but now can never, ever fly anything else. Um, and got this really fancy bed. Honestly, I was having a life of Riley, but I wanted to be awake for a lot of it because I paid all this bloody money for a bed. I'm not just going to sleep in it. I want to like, experience the service. Oh, my God, it was amazing. So um, I thought I basically was on the phone to BA, sorting it all out, like using my points, using this, that, and the other, wiggling it around, sorted it, nailed it, booked my hotel, booked everything, booked all the dates, booked this flipping tour that I was doing, booked my boat trip to see the whales. The whales didn't come out. That's great. <laughs> Just saw a load of dolphins, which I love, but obviously you see them everywhere all the time. And um, I did not pay $150 to see dolphins. So anyway, I'd married up all of these dates and I am not a person with logic. I don't possess logic. No. Like I do, it's a part of my brain that I, just doesn't exist. And I get really upset and really stressed about stuff like that. And anyway, lo and behold, I booked my fucking uh, flight for the wrong dates. I so <laughs> rang her up in tears, being like, I can't believe this. I, I'm going to have to move my flight. What can we do? She's like, you're in luck. I can move it for that date. I was like, oh, my God. I, like, I love you so much. Thank you. Because then otherwise, I was going to have to ring around all these tours. Oh, I'd had a flight married up for New Zealand to go from Australia, a stargazing tour, um, a flipping outback shed that I needed to get to on foot, and it was just, it was just such a lot for me. My tiny little non-logical brain, I just couldn't do it. I cry to so many people when things go wrong. On you know, like customer service, I just feel like they're mil- they're made for it. Surely, they either get someone bollocking them or someone crying. Really though, like a therapist. No, they're getting paid enough. BA, BA adds thousands off me. Thousands. You can't like ring Thames Water every time you need a chat about something emotional. Listen. Eon will have your card marked. No, don't joke. <laughs> this leads really nicely into the next thing that we're going to talk about. Because don't joke about that. Because, uh, right, I, 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 I'm going through some stuff over here, guys. <laughs> I, <laughs> I've had an, a, an absolute upturn of life here, um, and essentially, it has landed with Arthur and I moving to London in a house of our own. So I am, I'm single. Um, and it's all fine. I'm fine. I don't sound fine. I sound like Ross in that episode where he's like, but he does. But I, I promise I'm fine. She's got a margarita as well in her hand. Jesus she Christ. I wish. I wish. But yes, it's all fine. Um, and obviously part of the process of going through a breakup and being the absolute mug that puts a name on every single fucking bill means you have to ring everyone and tell them your end of contract or moving out date. Well... People were not prepared at the other end for me to be ringing them that day, I'm stop. telling you now. I can't stop. And you joked about Eon, but Eon got, Eon, Eon got an earful of tears. Affinity Water in Essex got an earful of tears. And not only that, my estate agent, who rang me to ask why I'm moving out and where I'm going, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> 
It all happened on the same day. It was absolutely awful. I, I can't believe that you ring around them and cried. I was too fragile, too fragile to be doing that. But I know nobody else could do it. Who else was going to do it? They don't talk to anyone except the fucking bill payer, do they? Anyway, that's my update. And the book's obviously been really helpful to me for that. And grief. Another reason that reading the audiobook out loud was an absolute field day because there is a patch in it about my ex-boyfriend who is, you know, wonderful, but we just, you know, it's, 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 it's over. Uh, and I didn't want to have to read all of that again. I've even thanked him in the book. I've, you know, and it all still stands, but you just don't want to be reading that kind of stuff when you've checked out. No. It was bad. Oh, we had to keep stopping the bloody recording, oh, didn't we, Lizzie? When you do an audio... Oh. Because we were doing it together, obviously. The way it mm. works is that you each like, have an iPad with the text on it as well. So naturally, if you're reading out loud, you read a lot slower than you read in your head. So when Lindsay was reading Herbert out loud and I was reading what she was reading, I was always a bit ahead of where you were with it. Right, so yeah. every single time something was coming up, I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and oh. you wouldn't have got to it yet. And I would know that you were just about to go <laughs> head first. Crash into it all. <laughs> and then I'd just break down and be like, I fucking forgot I wrote this bit. Oh, it was awful. But I really hope that you enjoy the audiobook. You can obviously hear that I'm very emotional at parts, so it might be worth it just for a laugh. I don't. <laughs> God Jesus. I can't believe you cried down the phone to all those <laughs> providers. Those poor, unsuspecting people. And you know, they all mothered me. They all wrapped Aww. me up. Oh, darling, these things are always for the best. Because then, obviously, it all comes rolling out. I'm splitting up from my boyfriend. <laughs> poor things. Honestly, I just... Oh, it just came out. I just literally... I can't... I couldn't not explain why I was in tears on the phone over ending my contract with Eon. Do you know what I mean? Like, sorry to see you go. It's not... It's really not an emotional thing. Oh, I've not had any public tears recently. <sighs> we're both massive criers, though. We oh, were literally yeah. just saying this before we started recording. We both yeah. cry at everything. Drop of a hat. <laughs> Sometimes I don't cry. It's more like you just well up, and one little tear will really oh, perfectly sad, go down. Sad like, escaping tear. <laughs> then you know you've got it. You've got it back under control. Yeah. I can't remember my last public crying um, debacle though. Thankfully, no, you've, been I've been, good. you've been really good for ages now. I have been really, really good, but I yeah. definitely had a spell of doing that a lot oh of the God, time, yeah. like in supermarket. <laughs> a very wet, snotty face. I mean, I do get really wet yeah. face and I cry as well. It's very wet. <laughs> big, big, cry. hearty tears. I cried this morning because Arthur turned <laughs> one today. And then he just looked so cute sleeping. I was just like, what did I do to deserve you? Beside myself. Honestly. My mum and dad have had umpteen photos of him oh, just existing today. They're so so like, oh, yes, happy birthday, Arthur. Oh, yeah, happy birthday again, Arthur. Oh, yeah, he's so cute. And I'm like, oh. Oh, my God. You've just got to let it out sometimes. Honestly, yeah. It's coming out of every orifice in me at the moment. <laughs> oh, Christ. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Oh, beam me up. But, as like you said, you're going through a breakup. Mm-hmm. And even, even, I know it was really sad having to read those bits out loud yeah. in the book. But it's just part of life, isn't it? I think mm-hmm. it's so nice to like have our little book even for us yeah. to be like just look at how much changes at a point where you don't believe that that would ever happen you know the point where you write in the book you didn't mm. think that this would happen this is what people go through all the time it takes a turn you don't expect and somehow by hook or by crook you you just navigate it which yeah. is exactly what you have just done as well mm. even though it's not where you thought you'd end up where you'd be and like I know that I've said already that recently I've been really happy but that was honestly off the back of 
I mean, a, a year of being really, really, really unhappy, I'd say. But yeah. realistically, three years in total of just not mm-hmm. being good. And, you know, that was all through writing the book. I definitely wasn't that happy. And wouldn't have thought that would be at this point in a really positive way as well. And you just sort of really got to roll with the punches, don't you, is what I'm trying to say. Even if you end up crying on the phone <laughs> to Affinity Water. You have, honestly. Angels, heaven sent they are. Yeah. But, yeah, it just goes to show that these things pop up when you least expect them yeah they bubble under they like and they just sometimes spill over and you aren't prepared or ready for any of it and the panic that comes with trying to claw things back and trying to navigate it all is so normal and we all go through it like during the audiobook I was reading about my first big heartbreak and that was sad and that that made me that made me that made me feel so much and that made me cry because like Jesus Christ, that guy was, you know, huge, had a huge impact on my heart. Yeah. And like all of these years later, I'm like probably eight years out of that. And I still from time to time think about him and think about all of that. Yeah. And to the very present moment where I was going through another, I'm going through another heartbreak and another breakup. And yeah. it's like, Jesus, like give a girl a break. But, you know, it's fine. We get through it. It's, you just, yeah. your body and your brain... You do what you need to do to get through it. And a lot of that comes from supportive friends and getting the right people around you. Um, But also just bloody hell, believing in yourself and... Well, it's exactly that, but also believing that that takes time sometimes, doesn't it? It Rome wasn't built in a day. It wasn't. And I remember when we were doing the audio, but there was one point where you read something out loud, I think it was from the Heartbreak chapter, and then you were like, oh my God, Lynn, you need to listen to your own advice for where you were at then. Yeah. And you, you obviously have been doing that, but it's all well and good. Like even when we were writing it and there were certain points where I was having negative experiences in relationships or whatever, and I'd be writing something, I'd be like, you are like preaching about something that you were not taking on yourself in any way whatsoever. And we Just because I wasn't to ready do. to. Yeah, no. exactly. And you can't be told until you feel it and you are ready to do it and you yes. are ready to have that conversation or you are ready to act in a certain way. And yeah. you will know in your heart of hearts what you're meant to do a lot of the time. Yeah. But it's scary. <laughs> so yeah. you put it off for as long as you can. And sometimes and your body just that. comes up with these feelings and it could be an unsettled feeling or something in your gut, you feel sick. Like it's just yeah. something that your brain hasn't caught up to your body yet, but your body, for me, for my, for me, for my body, it always is the first telltale sign of something that is off. Yeah, yeah. It's something that yeah. I need to make a change for. Yeah, yeah. And we just, it's all about being kind to yourself, which you know we yeah. say all the time, isn't it? And like, mm-hmm. we've, we've said that we don't like this phrase before, but trust the process because neither of us trust the process people. <laughs> <laughs> But you kind of like, when you have a tool, like having written a book, to reflect on how much has happened, you understand more and more how important that is and actually how much we have trusted the process, probably at certain points where we didn't feel like we were, even by being, by not acting. So you know exactly like you were saying, when you know that something's not right, but you're not ready to deal with it yet, for whatever reason, that in itself isn't like not necessarily a good place to be but you get there eventually and it is all part of the process and then you deal with it when you're ready when you're equipped and when is best for you basically yeah exactly and it so like doesn't mean that trust the process has to be like trust in fate or everything will come together Mm. it's like trusting yourself that I'll get myself there on my own timeline which no one else needs to know needs to care about or needs to worry about (laughs) a hundred percent and to give you an example like not to go into too much detail but um, my ex-partner and I are still living together and we have been for a couple of months just whilst we 
get all our respective arrangements um, together. And it's all fine, all good, no worries. And then we both got coronavirus. So not only were we living together apart, we were also then in isolation together for 10 days. (laughs) And so if I can get through that, you lot can get through anything. You can. You can. (laughs) It's very true. Seriously. (laughs) As we always say, it never rains, it pours. Oh, yeah. For sure. Always the way. Yeah. And the number of times we've both been in situations then where something else will happen. I, I always remember when I broke up with my ex-ex-boyfriend and then that gorgeous cat that mum had got run over. And oh I remember being God. sat at the kitchen table Baby. like, I can't, I, has this really just happened right now? Yeah, <laughs> I am was, at capacity. Yeah, that was really bad, wasn't it? That was, you were really, that was your shower of shit for absolute sure. Oh, it so was. And then somehow you just put one foot in front of the other and get mm. there. Yeah, you do. And you just get through it. And then <laughs> I was moving some stuff into my new house and Lizzie and I were there, weren't we, the other week? Yeah. And uh, I've got this really nice car um, and it's got really nice alloys on it. <laughs> and it costs a fucking fortune to get anything repaired. And I pulled up really slowly into London, into this parking space, so slowly, because I was trying to get so close to the curb and it just went... <laughs> And I was like, has that just happened? Got out the car, the alloy's black, it's now silver. It was, I was like, Lizzie, I, I sent her a picture and I was like, you, you won't believe. She was like, okay, we, we'll manage this. I was like, do you know what? I don't even feel anything about it because I can't. I'm so at capacity that I cannot worry over this car. No. I can't, I can't do it. Oh God, and it's always, like that was just a mistake, not a big deal. Of course, yeah, way. yeah, yeah. But it's, it's also when you're at capacity that you make mistakes in that way as well it because is, yeah. you just can't function no. in the way that you need to be able to. No, I was not in the building. I've not been in the building for a long or while to be fair, but I'm slowly coming back to the building. <laughs> God, I'll be slowly back in the building when I get my bloody keys to this new house. Just a few more therapy phone calls with yeah. <laughs> Can you ring like British Gas or someone next? No, Sky's Who's on the your internet next. provider? Oh, great. Sky, yeah, they're in for it. They're, they seem to be quite heartless though, so I don't know. I'll have to just pick and choose and see who I get on the other end. Oh, I just always imagine Make some decision. poor bloke who's like, um... Yeah. Do you know what? I'll be gone if it's a nice Irish lady. <laughs> I'll be gone. I'll be done for. It's so Absolutely specific. It is. So specific. It is. Oh, oh God. Anyway. Me. And I also always think, by the way, it's thundering loads. I hope you can't uh, hear that. It is, yeah, it's storming here so badly. It's mad. Well. I can't believe this is the end of May nearly. Where's my heat wave? I know, seriously. I've got the heating I, on. I have no tan lines, which is not what I expected to be at this time Tell of the year. about it. Not happy about that. It's absolutely, I was going to go for a walk after this, but maybe not. Um, yeah, I feel like the general theme of having recently read the book for the audiobook and I know mm. I said this already but it's just about taking our own advice a little bit and you're about to enter the single world I'm single and there's things in it where we say stuff like a mixed signal is a signal well as much as I know that if I'm on the receiving end of a mixed signal at the moment I'm like to Lindsay yeah but do you not think that maybe he just likes me <laughs> so much that he can't tell me <laughs> and I have to grab at Lizzie's ankles and literally pull her back down to this earth because she has no fucking perspective whatsoever. And I, I don't know where I like can no. write all about it and listen to somebody else's problems. Mm-hmm. We can always do this, obviously. Yeah, and give the advice that you know is oh like the best. Yeah. And I'm like, you're being batshit crazy when I hear other people mm-hmm. talk about things, Lindsay included, or yes. this is so clear, this is what the situation is. Well, I'd be damned if I can do that for myself. Oh, it's funny. The, the messages I get, the phone calls I get, the FaceTimes I get, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, I've got three scenarios for you. 
What that I've just this? brewed up. <laughs> Sometimes I just let the messages roll in and think, I'm just going to give that five minutes for it to cool off. And I then I might get a fourth message that says, do you know what, Linda, I've sorted it myself. I'm being ridiculous. Yes, you are. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> She's written a few pages about it. I've spoken oh, I've to you the an email. It's 14,000 words long. Oh, God. Check your inbox. <laughs> oh, God. I'll start ringing up providers instead. Yeah. Hi, Southern Electric. Now, there's nothing wrong with my meter, but what do you think about this message? Yeah, however. Uh, so I texted him at this time and he didn't reply. <laughs> he's, oh, he's read it and it's been three days. What, what does that mean? Um, well, I hate to break it to you, love. Is it Miss Hadfield, is it? Yes, account holder. Are you the account holder before I give you this advice? Oh, God. Dearie me. But we can give the good advice because we've had so many different experiences between us. Yeah. But the bottom line is that when you're in it, you can't see the wood for the trees. Whether yeah. that be like navigating going to a breakup, navigating being single and like new mm. feelings for people, whatever mm. it is, I think we all fall short sometimes the same hurdles. Yeah, you must be... Tr- Honestly, for like but quite balanced... I mean, actually, you're a very balanced, like chilled, placid person. I'm not, obviously. No. So it actually makes sense <laughs> that I'm like a bit mental when it, when it comes to matters of the heart. But actually, you are such a fucking curveball to me. It's just literally never, never fails to shock me the things that come out of your mouth in that little head do you know what annoys me about it it's all self-doubt stuff and then yeah. I, so I get annoyed at myself where yeah all of my worries come from an insecurity of mm-hmm. either not being enough being too much and it's always in relation to men it's never with yeah. anything else it's never no, with friendships never. anything else no. and it all comes tumbling out with something like that so then I also yeah. get so annoyed at myself because it is basically reaching out for reassurance mm-hmm. do you know my new person I've been talking to about things to give you a break who my personal trainer for a straight male perspective. Poor, Had poor a session man. with him this morning. <laughs> what for therapy or PT? <laughs> Both. Oh my god. He's like, can you just do some squats while we talk about this at the very least? What was it? What has he had some interesting uh, takes on anything? For yeah, you? he's very. I often just want to know basically if I'm being too crazy or if the crazy's showing. Okay. And because he, I've known him for ages now. I've been seeing him for like. I don't know, when did I stop seeing... When my previous one went and had a baby, when did she I go do reckon, that to me? I reckon you're probably a year in now. I him? reckon so. Yeah. So you end up knowing them quite well. If anyone mm. else got a personal trainer, he'll get this, because you see them... I see them more regularly than I see you sometimes. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, so and just for, like, straight male perspective, and he's quite laddish, so he's kind of like the worst-case scenario of an opinion sometimes, you know? Yeah. That harsh. He'll give it to you straight, get. yeah. Yeah. But he doesn't think I'm crazy. I think he thinks I'm crazy because he's hearing what's going on inside my head. <laughs> but actually, the way that you show it to a man isn't crazy from yeah. his perspective. So no, he, he seems to think... Honestly, the way we measure ourselves is okay. honestly, like, flabbergasting. Is that he, a word? No. Actually, one thing... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I can't cope with myself. Just written a book. <laughs> this is what I mean by being out of the building. Like, I'm just... Honestly, I might as well be asleep, to be honest. Oh dear life. Anyway, you know what I mean. Everyone, surely. Maybe flabbergasting is a word, I don't know. Oh, God. Let's make it one. It it Let's speak to now. Susie Dent from Countdown. She can maybe make it oh. one. Um, <laughs> it's really specific as well. It was. I don't think she mans the English dictionary. <laughs> when I was ask, having my therapy session with my personal trainer this morning, yeah. I was asking if something I'd done over the weekend was mental. And he was like, what's more mental is this thought process that's happening now mm-hmm. than what you did then. I was like, that's a really good perspective and I've just had a new thought on it. <laughs> oh, God. Off. Do you know what, Lizzie? We are done for the day. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Keep squatting. Do Keep not own. talking. Yeah. You can count to 20, you'll be fine. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, God. Oh, oh so yeah. 
safe to say, even though we've written a book on it, we don't read that saying as well. Like, you can write a book on that. No, we've yes. nailed that. <laughs> yeah, yes. And we truly have. But, yeah. you know. We're oracles in it, but only time. because we're making all the same mistakes. Yeah. We're just no different to anybody else. It's just mad, isn't it? And I bet we all could have some really wonderful, healthy conversations and give each other the most wonderful, wholesome advice, all of us and the podcast community, all of you guys, everyone. And then we'd all go back into our respective scenarios and do something (laughs) completely off the deep end. It's just wild, isn't it? Completely wild. I'm really not excited (laughs) about being single again, oh my God. I was just thinking, this whole time's been fine because you've been able to support me through my mental stuff, so you've not encouraged me. No. Now what? where are we at? (laughs) I don't know. We've never been single together either before, have we? No, I know. Honestly. It's going to be wild. Oh, God. It's just going to be a lot of reassuring one another, while also like building up that self-soothing, like you said, (sighs) and how to reassure yourself, but that's the thing I've not nailed on yet. No. I don't know, I, Lizzie and I were having a chat about this before we came on to record and I also feel that is a trait of mine that I've had in the past as well, that, yeah. that thing of like, oh God, oh, I shouldn't have said that, oh Jesus Christ, I've texted him twice, he didn't text me back, like that absolute, yeah. like, the depth of worry that comes with stuff like that and it just Mental. never changes and I'm bloody 33, like I can understand as an 18, 19 year old, like yeah. fresh into dating and, you know, trying to explore and figure out who I am, but now, like I have self-confidence in every other aspect of my life, like, where is it? Where yeah, is it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you think men get like this or it's more of a female trait? I don't know. Certainly the men that I know, no. No, they don't. Would just be more like, let's just do whatever and then worry As about and when, it. take it as yeah. it all comes, whatever. Whereas my brain doesn't work like that. No. No, mine. No. I don't know. I would... And it's just this kind of thing that I want to be able to get there myself. I don't want to get yeah. better at it because I meet someone who gives me security. Yeah. I desperately want to get there just for me. And then I feel like obviously you'd be then in the best place to have a really healthy relationship because you're not second guessing every single thing you've said or done. But I also think there's something to be said for meeting somebody that allows you that security to work yeah. on yourself. I don't think we all have to be like, oh my God, I've, I've got to be 100% happy on my own before I meet anybody. I don't, I don't think... I'm not of the mindset that we need somebody to complete us or any, any of that bullshit. No. But I'm also not of the mindset that I'm like, okay, I just need time on my own. Timing is everything. And if yeah. I, you know, you know, it's really close to home for me at the moment, but a scenario is when I move to London, I might walk out to my buddy front, out of my front door and bump into somebody and he might be the per- absolute perfect person for yeah. me. Yeah. And who am I to stop that timing? Because actually, no, everybody thinks I should have two months by myself at least. Yeah. Like, there's something to be said for not rushing into things, but there's also something to be said for allowing yourself that happiness and to just, like, welcome it welcome it in. Yeah. And yeah. so part of that is figuring out your reassurance and your security and your self-soothing, while somebody is also allowing you the time and space to do that because mm. they are kind supportive yeah and you don't need reassurance from them because no. they're kind and supportive yes yeah absolutely so yeah you like explore that part of yourself still for yourself yeah but you also just happen to be in something that lets that grow that really makes nicely you feel, yeah that nurtures it all yeah yeah and you don't I, need to be checking in on yourself and checking in with them all the time it's just no. like it's something that exists within your relationship yeah i mean obviously that is just the goal isn't it yeah massively and the bare minimum yes really yeah absolutely it really is and I think the thing that I 
struggle with with that whole thought process is that even when someone's being lovely and kind and doing all of those things I just have this like it's not self-sabotaging I don't think because I'm not acting in that way but in a how what would you say your thoughts maybe do that a little bit to you don't they yeah yeah you're not acting in a way that you would you wouldn't go out you wouldn't do anything physical or change your behavior to self-sabotage it's the thoughts that kind of like attack you like you turn on themselves it's exactly that Yeah. yeah Even when someone's being lovely and kind, so then that's yeah. where I feel like it's a, it's some sort of confidence flaw, which is really specific to just matters of the heart, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and from I think past it's something... negative past experiences yeah. that we both have had. And we all carry those little war wounds, don't we, from past experiences, and especially where heartbreak and grief and things like that are concerned. Yeah. And they shape the people that we are going forward, and you don't ever forget about them. You carry them with you in such different ways going forward. Mm. And, yeah. and there's a lot to be learned from that definitely and like as you go making them inform healthy decisions and how yeah. you deal with stuff healthily but it's obviously all still a process yeah. which we must trust we oh dear she goes again hey. and on lizzie that note got, <laughs> lizzie yeah on, on that note lizzie got a new tattoo recently which is amazing but she oh, yeah. really should what she should have got is uh, trust the process trust the process <laughs> maybe i'll get that on the other arm <laughs> <laughs> oh we have one one lovely thing to say to you as well um one other lovely thing apart from the book that's out on the 27th <laughs> Woo-hoo! I know. Um, <clears throat> the link for the book and the signed copies that lizzie um, and i yeah. blood sweat and tears went into signing those so please do buy a signed one yes do um we'll put the link for that and a bit about the book in the description box on the entail app for you and sure. yes the other thing that we want to talk to you about quickly was we have a private Facebook group, a lo- lovely, beautiful, exciting community where we're all there together and it's Things You Can't Ask Your Mum community Facebook group and we want to do some kind of live Q&A or just open up a space about anything, the book, whatever you want to talk about and it would just be a lovely private thing for our Facebook group um, yeah. and we can navigate that all together and be there for you guys. Um, just as a thank you as well to say thank you so much for all of your support yeah. and we will put the details in the Facebook group and decide on an evening in the next couple of weeks. Yes. So do head over and, and request to join if you'd like to be involved. Maybe I could use that to just <clears throat> float various scenarios to the group oh and everyone can help me through it so Lindsay can have a day off. Oh please, do you know what? I'm not coming. You do the live. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how it goes afterwards. Yeah, Let's see what scenarios will come back. But yeah, it'd be a really nice place come with your problems come with your scenarios let's all just have a big old chat about everything that would be so nice yeah that would be very lovely so that will be linked also in the entail app yes and yes we are we couldn't be more thankful or excited for these coming weeks with the book and with you guys like you've made this such a possibility for us and it's just mental to see where it's all ended up i know it's crazy isn't it i know so good oh so exciting and like having them arrive mine literally came like my copies of the book came like an hour before we did yeah. this i was just stood in the living room holding it like oh, oh god it's just and we did me and lizzie both said we didn't know where to put ourselves did we when they arrived no. i was just like i smashed a glass because i was so overwhelmed and shaking opening this box that had the publisher name on i was like i know what this is <gasps> arthur's jumping up next to me he's perched on the table being like mom mom what's happening i was like oh my god and i opened the box at the same time just absolutely fucking shit this glass of water all over the uh, glass table glass and glass everywhere I had to get the dog out quick put my slippers on to clean up all the glass and i was like this is not my perfect moment no. my book <sighs> oh dearie me well i'm gonna yes, go stare at it for a bit longer and have a cup yes. of tea maybe a lovely and overwhelming time 
It really, really is. Yeah, I'm going to have a cup of tea too now the storm's stopped. Yeah, it's stopped here too. Yeah, weird. Mad. It's sunny now. Is it sunny there? We'll be able to say we're on the same weather soon because we'll both be in London instead of yes, I'm being in will. Suffolk and you're in We will. London. Just down the road from each other. Yeah. Same climate. Yeah. No longer a different time zone. No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, but thank you all so much for being here and for listening. And as always, if you have enjoyed this episode, which we hope you have, um, please like, share and subscribe on the Entail app. And also don't forget to have a look at our collections. Yes, thank you so much, everybody. And we will speak to you all soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.